Hello everybody, this is Murray Jean. Welcome back on this nice Tuesday evening. I hope everybody has been well. And I got another topic for today and hopefully it will be something that you find to be quite useful. Just an interesting thought just to kind of help engage others, but mainly engage yourself. And also just to really locate where you're at. Because I think the biggest thing that we should all be doing is self-reflection. That introspective experience on a consistent basis. Because the better we can locate where we're at, the easier it will be for us to make better decisions regarding ourselves and other people. And we don't, or rather we shouldn't want to put people in situations that's not going to work. You know, because we're being selfish, but we're hiding the illusion of that. You know, we make up some jumble and telling them that, but we know deep down inside what's really going on with ourselves. So I thought it was the most interesting idea to see if you really are ready for a relationship. Would you date yourself? You know, because over time, all those little intricate details about ourselves that no one knows about. And we don't tell anybody in any aspect. It's going to come out through observation and just getting to know an individual. So I think that's taking it to the next level where you can just be honest with yourself. Like if you met you or a version of you with everything that you know, the insides, the out, the parts that's apparent, the parts that are not, would you honestly date yourself? From how you think, your hygiene habits, how you operate in your household, in terms of you know how you keep your house, cleanliness, all that kind of stuff. Um, those quirky habits you may have that might be one of those things where it's more okay as an individual, but maybe that might not be okay if you are actually having to be with somebody. Meaning how they're going to take that in a way that could actually be negative to another individual. But that might be just how you are. And it's one of those aspects where maybe a a personality trait that you particularly don't want to change. Would you date you? Your financial habits, how you pay your bills, if you pay your bills. Your credit. You know, have you even taken that kind of stuff seriously? Your career aspects, your career goals. If you're working on it, do you plan on working on it? How far along are you in it if you are? Is your career going to be a situation where it actually is not relationship conducive because it requires all your time for you to make it work? Or it requires you to not be present at home because you have to travel a lot? Your physical body? Do you even care about, you know, if you're in shape or if you're not, you know, is that a big deal to you? What about your health concerns? Do you have health issues? The things that you find that might be fun to you, is it stuff that's easily shareable with another individual? Sexuality? Is your sexual habits or ideas or desires conducive for another individual? Are you into some stuff that, you know, may not necessarily be the best, although it's just you. So it's OK. You know, you got to think about all of that stuff. And that's why I throw out all these little tidbits, because it's stuff that people generally don't think about until they are in a situation that challenges that. So 
How about we just try to figure all that out first before we introduce somebody and maybe avoid conflict that does not have to be because we have assessed ourselves to the point where we know what we are willing to change, what we are not. Where we can compromise, where we shouldn't. What just comes with just being with us. That's not going to change. Foundationally, our core, our character, our habits, our personality, all of that stuff. I think that's something that's worth really thinking about. And it should be on a consistent basis. Because we change all the time, really. I wouldn't say all the time in terms of foundationally who you are, but just how you think about things. As new experiences come in, as you think about things differently, as you, you know, you just continue to interact in life, all kinds of stuff. Therefore, it should always be under review and a scrutinized review. Because I said this in some of my previous messages, we want to get to a place where we want to make it easy for somebody to love us. Why should we introduce somebody into our life and we making it hard? They got to prove themselves and, you know, guilty until proven innocent type mentality. Like who, if you don't have those problems, who in their right mind is going to sign up for that? And a lot of us operate in hubris because we, in our mind, think we're, you know, the cat's meow and King Tut and all of that stuff. And someone should be willing to do it because it's just us. Like, that's it. It's because it's me. It's Mari G. That's why you should do it. Consider the privilege to be with me. You be looking like, what? You know, my butt, I'm out here acting crazy and being stupid, though. You know, and I'd be like, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a, you should be, it's a privilege for you to experience my foolishness that I bestow upon you like a coat. Tell your friends about me, you know, like, <laughs> but there's people like that. They may not necessarily say it like that, but that's how they're thinking. And if that ain't a telltale sign of brokenness, I don't know what is. So I was like, you better stay clear away from that, man. It's like, you must be crazy. Ain't nobody that special. Not Shamari. That's me. And anybody else. Nobody's that special. So let's make it easy for somebody to love us. We know what we need to change. Generally, we do. We know the things that we need to make adjustments in. But are you going to do it? Because if you're actually open and want to meet somebody, you don't know who you're going to run into. Unless you're in a situation where you're just like, look, I'm not ready to meet anybody and I'm not trying to. Okay, well. That's one thing, and that's cool if you know you closed off to the idea. But, you know, life has a funny way of happening in a way that we don't anticipate. And I think I'm a firm believer that you should get ready. You should be ready instead of having to get ready. It's already be ready. Constantly working on yourself in a way where it's not hard for you to make adjustments if something magical comes your way, like a, a beautiful individual who just happens to catch your attention. You never know. You never know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't even know what the next hour is going to bring, you know? Just something to think about on that. But I am a firm believer. My goal for a woman is to make it easy for her to love me. So I'm not going to put her through unnecessary hoops and make her jumping over fences and act like she in boot camp, like she signed up for the United States Army. Get under that gate. Come on, climb, climb, climb. Move it, move it, move it. Get your... <laughs> You know, like she got to be G.I. Jane or something like that. Shave your head. We just like to stop. No. Everything is up for grabs for the most part. Things we can talk about. We can talk about any and everything. I have highly effective communication skills 
and I have mastered the art of actually listening. So she won't have those problems dealing with somebody like me. I can express myself with words emotionally with no problem. Easy stuff. That goes with the fact, goes back to me making it easy for her to love me because she don't have to guess how I'm feeling. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm human like everybody else. So, you know, we all have our days or moments, you know, whatever. We're not talking about that. We're talking about that you, you're not handicapped somewhere inside yourself with stuff that's going to actually be detrimental to your relationship if it's not in order. I'm talking about that kind of stuff. So I was just using my example in that aspect where it's like, okay, I can talk about everything. I'm willing to talk about everything, my own history, my background, my whatever. I can describe the type of man I am. I can describe the aspects of me that might be, quote, rough around the edges in some area. Because I know myself. How many people can honestly say they really know thyself? I don't want to meet a lot of people who really know themselves. But I know myself and I just encourage you, if you don't take the time to get to know yourself and I'm going to put up some stuff and show you the best way of doing it. But the main thing is I interview you, the good, the bad and the ugly and be have the strength of character to push past the fear, to lay it out. The stuff that you're uncomfortable with about yourself that you actually run and hide from by pretending it's not there because you're trying your best not to think about it. Well, ladies and gentlemen. You can't run from yourself, no matter how hard you try, no matter what kind of narcotics you may use or substances to try to take you out of your state of right mind. You're always going to come back too. So it's like, you might as well do the work. So we can make our lives easier and those around us, those we are responsible for, those that we have chosen to be attached to. Because I have definitely been on the other side where I would not have dated me. That's a hell to the no, my friend. I was crazy as two left shoes. When I have experience in my brokenness. And <laughs> oh, Lord, be offense. Those were some crazy days, man. I was filled, 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 filled to the brim with so much wrath and bitterness and sorrow. Deep, deep, deep sorrow and i for the longest i could not see past my pain and out of the fear of experiencing those things that caused that pain i kept trying to control my little world like the joker says and trying to control others that i allowed to engage with me and because of that it always is rooted in selfishness it's always consumed with pride and i definitely operated in the fullness of that and as a result, I became the very evil I despise so much. I became the very thing that caused me to act the way that I was acting at that time. It's something about when your attention is focused on something, especially if it's something traumatic or something you despise, that you always become the thing you hate most. And in those years, I definitely became the thing I hated most. That's what's interesting about characterization. I became the villain. But that's funny, though. The villain is always morally bankrupt. They never see themselves as the villain because they always have, in their mind, justifiable, justifiable reasons for their actions. And the crazy part is their actions may have justifiable implications. But it doesn't make it right because the problem is that, that there's usually no cap to stop you from going too far in that. And that's where the villainy comes in at. It's like there, there's no limit. 
You don't want to be a person who doesn't have limitations. You have to be able to stop yourself. And you definitely have to be a person who has, you don't want to be the kind of person where you don't have enough love in you to stop you from going too far to hurt somebody. That's when you're in dangerous territory. That's when you're satanic at this point and don't realize it. You know, it's crazy. So I've been on both sides of this. You know, like most people, I've made choices that got me in bad situations with females I should not have been with. And they hurt me. They emasculated me and they broke me. And I had to learn from those choices and take responsibility for that and learn where I went wrong at and what led me to those places so I can get to a place where I do not even, not only do I even don't even like those kind of females, I don't even look at them twice, but I can see they behind coming down the street a mile away. So I duck and dodge them like the Matrix. It ain't no problem now. Because I've grown from those experiences. And being able to see like, you know, that you don't look, I don't look at every woman through that lens. That that's how they all are or something like that or whatever. It's like, nah. No, that's how that particular group is. They are all like that. That particular group. Not as a whole, the whole species, the gender of female. No. But when you can't see straight, it's hard for somebody to even tell you that. And that logic makes sense, but you still would deny it. Because it goes against that deep-seated distortion, you know? So, I've been distorted. I have been distorted, but I'm glad... Through God's grace, I've been able to overcome all those different things and get to a place where I say, okay, I am not a broken man. But I think our experiences can always have us where we might have certain issues in the area. So what I mean by that is this. You got some things that's going to trigger you more than others. But it's important to understand what those triggers are. And always that goes back to knowing yourself. I know what my triggers are. But the reason why I say I'm not broken is just because that I'm in control of myself, so I can feel the trigger, but I ain't about to start acting crazy either. <laughs> you know, if you can't control yourself, then you got some brokenness that you need to get, you need to deal with. I look at those triggers or sometimes some of those issues that we call a soft, I call soft spots or scars. You know how you get a cut on your arm and depending on how that cut went or how deep it was, it'll heal. But that skin may be a little bit rough. It may be a little bit more fortified because of the trauma. So it doesn't look like the rest of the skin it doesn't heal. It's like that. We all have carry scars. And that's not a bad thing. We just got to realize and remember that we got a scar there. And make sure we don't do something that opens it up. Or we cut it open ourselves and then we bleed on everybody else and stuff. So that's the thing. Scars. Soft spots. It's like when you sprain your ankle. It's very, much more easier to sprain that ankle each time around, after it happens that once, that once is always like the worst. And after that, easy to spring, but it may not be as bad, but it still hurts nevertheless. So we want to watch that so we don't, you know, spring that area anymore, knowing that now is a little bit softer there. So I hope that analogy helps somebody in that way. And we all have experienced it. We all have had some issues. We've all had bad things happen to us. So we got to get beyond that so we can be the best of ourselves. So, again, it makes it easy for somebody to love us. And ain't nothing more beautiful than at least you can say, if you're in a situation where things don't go right, you will only be able to at least look in the mirror and say, I know I did what I was supposed to do. I know I did my part. So you can smile and still keep your head up. You may not like how it went. You may really miss the person. Maybe you thought that was it, but if you can at least say you did your part, 
You was in part the blame and why it went south. And let's just say you made a poor choice because we all do sometimes because everybody's different. But you know you were willing to work it out and that person didn't give you a chance, didn't want to hear you out, didn't want to talk to you. That's not your fault. And you could be able to still hold your head high like, look, I was willing. I tried, but they denied me. That's not my fault. I'm in a place where I'm flexible and I'm ready to make it happen. If you can get there, that's it. That means you're in a beautiful place and you stay in that place. And you're letting nobody take you out of that place. And you continue to just learn from each experience without becoming hard hearted. And then you just believe people what they tell you. Like I love going on Facebook and then I see girls with their name is like cold hearted. <laughs> now, why would I go talk to somebody like that? I'm just saying. And one could argue what I could be a facade. It doesn't matter. For you to choose that particular verbiage, something happened to you, something's going on. Why would you want to announce something like that? As being when you, I come on your page, you want the term cold-hearted to be associated with you. So you got to look at the semantics of this kind of stuff. Like words and the words that people choose, it always comes somewhere. And it's not going too far or being too, think, too deep to actually think about them. When someone makes an action... That usually is going to be a magnifying glass into what's going on in their soul. I don't mean you got to start acting crazy to them and trying to scrutinize them and all that mess. No, everybody has the right to be whatever they want. I'm just saying you can at least have enough sense to be like, well, that might be something you may not really want to deal with. You know, like protect yourself. Everything ain't for you. Everybody ain't for you. You just want to make sure who you choose. You're able to operate correctly with them. We can give ourselves and it's not a problem. We're not afraid anymore. We can be transparent. We can be vulnerable. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to be free. No more being shackled inside ourselves. No more saying like, well, I got walls up. And I say, well, if you got walls up, well, I'm not about to help you take down walls. I didn't help you put up. Furthermore, I'm not going to let a woman help me take down bricks of a wall around my heart that she didn't help me put up. Why would I have her spend more energy for something they ain't even got nothing to do with her? That's crazy, but people do it. Mm-mm, mm-mm, I'm not going to do that. We're going to verify you before we let you come in the gates, of course, because we're wise. But you ain't got to go to war to try to get in. You know, we out here, we got that ice box where our heart used to be. I'm out here doing that dance, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know, I got that ice box. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For real, no more icebox. Let's warm it up. And it's interesting to me that people say, you know, we think we put up guards to protect ourselves. But it's like, well, the guards don't work. And the reason why, because you still feel it. If the guard, the whole point of guarding yourself, and let's use an actual shield, is so nothing gets through. But if you know, you still feel whatever that action is that person took, then the guard doesn't work. You still feel it. We just kind of fool ourselves that the guard works because, well, maybe they don't know how we really feel. So we like, I ain't going to tell them this, you know, to protect myself. If you think about what I just said, that's nonsense. So you don't have guards in that regard. That's not to say that you don't do your due diligence to understand a person before you decide what level they should come in. But just know we're beings that's made to feel. So it's like, look, let's just feel it. It's what it is. We may unintentionally hurt people sometimes. Some people, we're going to get hurt sometimes too, but that's life. We've got to roll the risk. We got to roll the dice. So for me, I'm like, I'm not guarded. 
And if I see or talk to somebody who are saying or doing things that does not work with the lifestyle choices that I choose, they just don't come in. Obviously, if said a neck at mine, they'd be like, I'm guarded. But I was like, no, did you ask me, you know, <laughs> what's going on? Because I, I like how people assume, but they never really ask. So it's like, look, I'll let you think whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me. Because if you really cared about it, you would at least ask me instead of assuming what it is. Just be like, oh, you just seem really guarded. Do I? Based off one. Compared to asking, or do you feel like you're guarded this time? And I can give the answer. And then it'll bring, bring up a, a good dialogue because then I can ask her, well, what gives you, what made you ask me that question? And now we can talk about that. Now we can get to the root of some things because most of the time we see things as we are, not as it actually is. So I can address her perspective and then she can address mine or whatever. And hopefully we can see the reality of the situation and come to a consensus. And then it's all love. Now that's what we want. And that, my friends, is the beauty of connection when we do the work. So I see we got a few people on here. I thank you for coming in. Does anybody else want to come in? Would you like to add some of your sense in this? I think a great another perspective would be beautiful because that would help somebody else get something else out of this. And I found that since I've been on here, when other people come in and bring in something that they got to say because of their worldview, then it creates even more ideas. That's where the uh, the epiphanies come from. And it's a, it's, it's a beautiful exchange. So before I go, I would like somebody to come in. Anybody. If you got something to say, come in. Introduce yourself. Talk about what you do and lay it on me. Just want to give a moment and see if anybody want to come in. Anybody want to join me? I would love to have you. I can't bite you because this is virtual. So you ain't got to worry about that. Come on, people. There's got to be somebody out there. I know somebody got something to say. Come on. Don't be scared. You scared? Mm-mm. Don't be scared. Well, I can see y'all. I'm looking through the list. Some of y'all, I see you on here. Come on, y'all. Come on, tell me something. All right, maybe next time. Well, in any case, I hope that I'm able to connect with some of y'all at some point so we can get this synergy going, but I appreciate you coming in. So if you find my two, three, four, five cents, any uh, value, please feel free to follow me, subscribe. I have my social media handles there, YouTube, podcast, blah, 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 the whole nine. So you can stay connected with me and um, uh Keep posting out here, and I hope that what I have is helping somebody get something so we can all learn how to do life in the best way possible. Amen, people. I hope that's an amen. So it's 8.07 p.m. I hope everybody's having a great evening. Again, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to me. Please have a good night. Be safe. Tell somebody you care about them that you know they ain't heard it in a while. Make somebody's day. So grace and peace to you as always, and goodbye for now.